Praise the Lord. The last few weeks we've been dealing with this, uh, this idea uh, of our declaration over the Word of God. People have asked me, hey, Pastor, why don't you pray over the Word and bless the Word like, like uh, many traditional pastors do? And I'm here to tell you the Word is blessed. I don't need to ask God to bless His Word. The Bible says His Word will not return to Him void. It will accomplish the purpose for which it is sent. So we don't bless the word, but we make a declaration to remind ourselves of the importance of the word of God in our own life. So our declaration is, I am who the word says I am, and I have what the word says I have, and I can do what the word says I can do, and I will study the word and live according to it because the living word of God is at work in me. So we've been dealing with those first three, I am who the word says I am, I have what the word says I have, I can do what the word says I can do. We've dealt with those in the last three weeks, and if you... Uh, have not, uh, if you were not here, um, you just go to the podcast at colw.net and you can hear that again. And then, and then today's will be on there at some point after Felicia gets out of the hospital, right? So if there's a little delay right now, it's because the person who posts those is a little bit busy. But, in, but nevertheless, I will study the word and live according to it. Because the living word of God is at work in me. I just want to share some things with you from the word of God today about that. So um, I want to just talk to you about I will study the word and live according to it. And what does that look like in my life? What does that look like? We, don't, we, we say these things, we repeat this every week, and, and I, I, don't, I don't want it to be some, something that you've learned I, I, just so that you can say it over and over again. I want it to be life-giving to you. And, and we are in a generation where people have uh, forgotten that the Word of God was there. This is a little bit hot because I feel wound up and I don't want to yell at these folks. Uh, that the Word of God, the word of God uh, is alive and, and the Word of God is our strength. And the Bible teaches us that the Word is supposed to become a part of who we are and that we're supposed to live according to what we learn. And we're in a generation that, that we, we like all the promises of God, but then there's some things in the Word that, that, that should affect how we live. And, and, uh, and we're in a generation that, that in large part has forgotten that in order to have the promises of God the way the Word describes them, we need to live according to the Word of God the way the Word of God teaches us to live. And so we make declaration in this house every week uh, that, that I will study the Word and live according to it because the living Word of God is at work in me. So I just want to talk to you about that, what that looks like. First of all... <clears throat> In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a workman. Oh, wow. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop, stop, stop right there. Study, be diligent. Study to present yourself approved unto God, a workman. Oh, i got to say that again, because you're, you're getting quiet. A workman. You mean, when the Word of God goes in me, it's supposed to produce a response, an active response. A workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. The, the, one of the writers said, uh, you, you say that you have faith. I'm going to show you my faith by what I do. The, the word is going to go into me and it's going to produce a faith response. It's going to produce a doing in my life. The word is going to produce a doing in my life. 
Now, I'm not doing to get to heaven. I'm not doing to get salvation. I'm not really even doing to get God to like me. He already likes me. But I'm doing because the Word affects change in me, and it makes me want to live like Jesus and look like Jesus and sound like Jesus and walk like Jesus and talk like, Je- talk like Jesus just like a child wants mom and dad to be happy with him and, and to be pleased with his behaviors. It makes me want to, to be the pleasure of the Father, not just by what I say, but what I do, how I live. So the Word of God is just to change me, and I'm supposed to become much more a reflection of who God is. And, and when people look at me, they're not supposed to see me, they're supposed to see Jesus. They're supposed to see the love of God. So this this scripture in 2 Timothy, Paul told Timothy, be diligent, study to to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now this is so important because if, if I can rightly divide the word of truth, I can wrongly divide the word of truth. You can, you can, I assure you, you can Go and be creative with Scripture and make it say anything you want it to say. You can, you, that's what the enemy did with Adam and Eve in the garden. You can go and you can find a Scripture and you can take it and put it in your own context and you can make it say or do. You can just create whatever. You can make God look however you want God to look. You can make Him look just like you. It's idolatry. So we're in a generation where we've taken the Word of God in many places and many people have taken the Word of God and they just make it mean whatever they want it to mean, particularly as it relates to the grace of God over our life and the mercy of God over our life that we forget about uh, the fact that God wants uh, the Word to affect change in us so that we begin to look like Jesus in the earth and behave and think like Jesus in the earth. That's what the Word is supposed to produce in us. So you present your body a living sacrifice you present your body approved unto God, a workman that doesn't need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. How many, understand, how many, how many want to rightly divide the word of truth? Let, let, let's look at the word and understand it correctly in its appropriate context. Then Philippians 2.5 says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, Instead, he made himself of no reputation. I'm preaching the gospel to you right here. Jesus, who at one point was on the throne and equal with God, the word says, was willing to humble himself, made himself of no reputation, took on the form of a bondservant, came in the likeness of men, and being uh, found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So if the example of Jesus was that after conversation with the Father, the Father and, and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit conclude that, that there, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. The Bible says that Jesus humbled himself, left his his heavenly environment and experience humbled himself and became a man and and even became obedient to the point of death on the cross so that we could come into right relationship with God 
if Jesus needed to become obedient to the word, how much more do we need to become obedient to the word? I will study the word and then live according to it. The Bible says if we study the word, if we're hearers of the word, and then we're not responders to the word, we're not doers of the word, that we are deceiving ourselves. If I learn that the Word tells me to be an honest man and I continue to be a liar, the Bible says that I'm deceiving myself. If the Word tells me to, to walk uprightly before the Lord and I, and I continue to keep for myself the things that, are, that, that, that don't look like Him, the things that are not good represent, representation of the kingdom of God, then I'm deceiving myself. And what we've done in our generation is we've, we've told ourselves, oh, His grace, is, his grace is, is over me, and that is true. Please don't misunderstand me. His grace is over me, so I can just live how I want to live and do what I want to do. But the Bible says that when we do that, if the Word tells us one thing and we live out another, we're deceiving ourselves. I wish I had time to just open all that up and give you locations in Scripture and, and, and spend all that. But listen, this is appetizers. You taste and see that the Lord is good. Then you go home and you get your Bible and you dig it out and you'll find that I'm telling you the truth. I want you to taste and see that the Lord is good. But I will study the Word and live according to it. And this is the reason. Because the living word of God is at work in me. Let me share some things with you. What does the, the word of God at work in me look like? I want to make a comparison for you. In the Old Testament, there was a veil in the temple, and no one came into the presence of God but the high priest. And God didn't talk to anybody but the priest and the prophet and, and occasionally the king and usually the king through the priest or the prophet. God, God did not get face to face with the average guy in the Old Testament as a rule. He didn't have conversations with man. That's how it was. That's the Old Testament construct. So hearing from God, there was a way that you heard from God. And I'm going to give you an example from Scripture. Uh, the, the king had grown... Had, had become sick in 2 Kings chapter 8 and verse 8. And I want you to see this example from Scripture. This is what the king said to his servant Hazael. Take a gift in your hand and go meet the man of God and inquire of the Lord. In the Old Testament, in order to hear from God, you had to go to someone who heard from God and ask them, what is God saying? That was the Old Testament construct for hearing from God because God did not have conversations with the average man. God only talked to those that he called and anointed to hear his voice. In fact, they were afraid to hear his voice. If you, if you look at them in, the, in, the, in the, the, the children of Israel, they thought if they saw God or heard God, they would melt in his presence because the Bible said the hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. How many want to melt like wax, right? So they told Moses, if God's talking to you, this is scary to us. We'll cover our ears. We'll cover our eyes. You go have conversations with God and come back and tell us what he said. So the king says to Hazael, I'm sick. 
It, it, it looks like I'm going to die. I want you to go. I want you to take a gift in your hand, and I want you to go meet the man of God and inquire of the Lord, saying, will I recover from this sickness? Go to the man of God and get a word, of, a word from the Lord for me. I want you to just have a visual of Old Testament construct. Do it. Don't forget to turn those microphones on, because if they can't hear you, it won't matter. So he's going on a long journey to meet the man of God, to get a word from God. Get on the journey, Andrew. It's a long, long ways up the mountain. Please, sir, I need a word from God. <clears throat> Please, sir, I, I need a word from God. <clears throat> Please, sir, I need a word from God. Thus saith the Lord, what do you have in your house? What? What, what kind of word is that? Thus saith the Lord, what do you have in your house? happened in the Old Testament. The Bible says that the prophet died and his wife went to the prophet and said, I'm in trouble. The prophet said, what do you have in your house? Most of the time in the New Testament, when you see Jesus dealing with people, God answers a question with a question. But in the Old Testament construct, we were to get up and we were to go find a man who heard from God and have that man tell us what God was saying. But that's the Old Testament construct, and I want to share something with you, and I want you to have a, a, a visual understanding of this. The Bible teaches us in John chapter 1 and verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus came. The Bible said in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. But it says that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He humbled Himself and He came to live among us. Then we read in 1 Corinthians. You're, you're all very familiar with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. But rather that you may, that, that the, the living word of God, the word that became flesh and dwelt among us, because the Holy Spirit is in you, that word is in you. So the word, the living word is in you. So when you study the word and determine that you're going to live according to the word, the living word that is in you reveals the word to you so that you can live according to what you receive out of the Word of God. It becomes a part of who you are. So the living Word is in you, revealing the understanding of His declared Word to you, so that you can be a person that's not seeking a Word, but you can be a person that's 
carrying the word. Jesus said, I will make you fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men. So we're to pursue love and we're to desire to become the expressed word of God because the living word is in us and his, his declared word is in us and we're to become the expression of his word in the earth rather than you and I seeking out a word we're supposed to be carrying the word let's do it again it's not quite as long of a journey this time because you know where you're going oh yeah turn off the TV he was listening to Christian television Thank you, Jesus. He knew a shortcut. Please, sir. I need a word from God. <coughs> Please, sir, I need a word from God. <coughs> <laughs> Please, sir, I need a word from God. What was that word I said? That's right. Oh, thus saith the Lord, what is in your house? Wait, what? What does that mean? What is in your house? don't understand what is in my house uh, my TV remote my chair and my journal and my Bible Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light on my path. Help me hide your word away in my heart that I might not sin against you. to a man to get a word from God. But now the living word is in you. And the word of God, when you read it, is to be lit, is to light up in your understanding and to be life-giving to you. I want you to, you can write this down. Listen, nowhere in the New Testament construct are we taught to seek a man to get a word. 
Now listen, you, you all are, your mouth's probably hanging open right now because you understand the value of the prophetic in this house. And I'll prophesy to you till I'm blue in the face if it'll help you and strengthen you. And God is sending it, but, but He's not asking you to seek a word. He's asking you to carry a word. So we are not taught to seek a man to get a word. Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. You are taught to seek a word to get a man. God called you and I to seek a word out of the living word to be deposited in our life so that we would be equipped to get a man. No, ladies, not that kind of man. I'll make you fishers of men. The word is in you to equip you to be fishers of men, to equip you to carry a word to a lost and dying generation. No longer is it our concept and our construct to seek a man to get a word. We are seeking the living word so that we can get a man and bring him into the kingdom of God. 2 Peter chapter 1. We read this wonderful expression. Verse 19. We have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the day star arises in your, in your heart. We have a sure word of prophecy. If you'll take heed, eventually that word will arise like the day star would arise. That word would arise in your heart. You, you, you go and you study to show yourself approved and you dig and you dig and you dig in the Word and you let that Word become a part of who you are and all of a sudden that Word begins to rise just like the day star. That Word begins to arise in your heart and illuminate your understanding with the wisdom of God. And he says, We know this, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy did not come in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. Now let me share with you the background of that passage of Scripture. When that was written in Peter, he's expressing to them, we were there when Jesus was baptized. We saw him go under the water and come up. We heard the voice from heaven. We, we sensed the Holy Spirit uh, lighting upon him and we heard the Father saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. We were there. We saw it. We felt it. We touched it. We experienced it. But we have a more sure word than that which we have seen and that which we have experienced. I always tell you this. There's, there's a lot of people running around the earth and they'll tell you that they experienced something and so God was doing this and God was doing that. But when they talk, start talking about what they experienced, what they experienced doesn't line up with this. You don't filter this through your experience. You filter your experience through this. 
And when your experience does not agree with the word of God, you cast it off as though the enemy is trying to bring confusion to you. You filter your experience through the word of God. Everything that you do, become a person who the Bible is your, your you, you need to have a biblical worldview. When you go to the polls, you need to go to the polls with this. When you go to deal with your children, you need to go to your children with this. When you go to deal with your family, you need to go and deal with your family through this. When you go to work and you seek employment and, and you seek uh, provision and you seek uh, to build a life in the earth, you need to do it through this. This needs to be your worldview, the Word of God. It is the living Word of God. And so the apostles said, even if we share with you our experience the apostle said, what I have seen and what I have experienced will not carry you, but we have a sure word that will carry you. If I prophesy to you today and I tell you wonderful things from the Lord, that will carry you for a time. But then uh, life and emotions and struggles come and, and all of a sudden the things that I've said to you as a prophetic voice will not carry you. But the things that the, you allow the Holy Spirit to write upon your heart out of this book, it will carry you for the rest of your life. It will carry you for all of your days. Well, what about this, Lord? What, what about this, Pastor, when I need a word? Because we do get, so we need a word, right? Our habit is to go find someone who knows how to hear from God and say, say oh, Roger, I, I, I need to hear from God. Please get a word from God and let me know if you hear it. Please, please get a word from God for me. But our habit ought to be to get our chair and pick up our journal and pick up our Bible and begin to wait upon the Lord. His, he said, my word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. I will illuminate your path with my word and let him put his word in us so that he has something to draw on out of us whenever we're facing those times and seasons in our life that we need a word. Now God is glorious and he's wonderful and he will send someone to us often. It, it, listen, it happens to me all the time. You know me, I write letters to missionaries and I prophesy to them continually and I send him, he because he sends his word and heals. But the difference is that we are to receive the word with gladness when he sends it. But we're to seek the living word. To have a word. You want a word from God? He's already written it down for you. And as you mature in him, you will seek less the word out of the mouth of another man. And you will seek more out of the word of God. Get your Bible. Get your journal. Set in your place of prayer. Quiet yourself before the Lord and wait upon Him for a word. If you want to become a person through whom the Word of God can flow prophetically and you want to be able to carry the Word to individuals like Martha and Dale did this week and told that lady, He's the healer. I've come to lay hands on you because I'm carrying the healer into this hospital room. If you, if you want to become that person, in order for you to do that effectively, in order for you to be the kind of person that prophesies the Word of the Lord in the earth to those who need to hear a word, who don't know how to seek out and search out the, the gospel. You are, you are uh, an epistle written of men. Uh, you, you are God's story in the earth. And, and you take His word and you get His word in you. And His word in you will become life-giving to them. And if you don't know this, 
You can come up to people and you can have a word for them, but it will be superficial and shallow until this becomes a part of the word that you deliver. I remember when I was being trained in the prophetic years ago, an old prophet that used to come to the church that I was pastoring at the time, come and he said, Anthony, whatever you do, he said, I've heard you prophesy, but you're prophesying in a place, listen, I was pastoring church, you're prophesying from a place of immaturity. That's what he said to me. And he said, if you want to prophesy immaturity, you couch the prophetic in the word of God. You always say, thus saith the word of God. This is what the word says. Set the prophetic on the word. The word says. My God, when, when, I'm, when I'm speaking to someone who's in a place of want, the word says, my God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Therefore, the Lord says to you that he is going before you and he's making a way and he's bringing provision across your path. He's opening a door that no man can shut. You see, you prophesy that promise out of the word of God. You're going to lay hands on the sick. Jesus died by his stripes we are healed. The word says that by his stripes we are healed. Therefore we approach you because the word says by his stripes we are healed. Therefore the Bible says to, to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So based upon that I prophesy to you that I'm going to lay hands upon you and you're going to be whole. I can prophesy out of the word. This is a sure word. This is a sure word. So when we prophesy, when we carry the word, but our assignment is not to receive a word from men. Our assignment is to carry the word to men. The world is full of people who don't know how to hear from God. The world is full of people who've never heard the voice of God. That, but, but they need to hear the voice of God through you. So I'm going to say it again. I was so stirred as Andrew read. The word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light upon my path. Help me hide your word in my heart. You know what David was saying when he penned those words? Let, what the psalmist was saying when he penned those words? Let me hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You know what he was saying? I will study the word and live according to it because the living word of God is at work in me. It is God's desire that you would be a vessel full of the word of God, that the living word of God can work in you and through you to a world that is around you doesn't know how to hear his voice. You know how to hear his voice. There's not a person in this room after today that doesn't know how to hear his voice. You know how to hear the voice of God. I don't know where you draw yourself aside to. I don't know how you quiet yourself in the presence of the Lord. You figure that out. I have a spot in my house where I always go to be quiet before the Lord. Figure that out. In the Old Testament, they called it a prayer closet, or in the, in the Scripture, they called it a prayer closet. Go into your closet of prayer. If you watch War Room, it was a closet. Go into your closet of prayer. Get your Bible, get your journal, and let the living Word of God 
be poured into you until you're so full that what comes out of you is the Word of God, the promises of God, and it is out of that that you will carry prophetic Word all over this city, into your family, your workplaces. You'll carry the Word of God. It won't be complicated. It'll be simple because you'll say, the Word of God says this, therefore, I want to assure you the promises of God are sure. I'm going to turn you all in prophets. If I can get the living word of God in you. The Bible says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You'll stop speaking all that fear and unbelief. You'll stop going, oh my God, what's going on? Every time things go wrong. I've told you a story I have no time to tell you again. When I was laid off my job at Christmas time, house full of kids, and I knew when I was laid off that I would never return to that job. I went home, white as a sheep, full of fear, great man of faith, right? I was like, oh my God, it's Christmas time. I went home, and my wife said, praise God, you're going to have time. I've been wanting new countertops. Here's a hammer. Get that ugly tile out of my kitchen while you have time. She was so full of faith. She said, when this is all said and done, you're going to be earning better money than you've ever earned before. You're going to be doing the things you've dreamed to do. She, 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 never, she never questioned. I sent out, I must have sent out a hundred resumes over that period of time. Never got a call. She never doubted for a minute. The Lord ordered our steps and brought us to the day that we're in today. You have a sure word. Let's get it from here and put it in here so that it's what comes out here to your friends and your family and the people on the earth that are around you. God has made you a vessel of hope. I'm going to say this again. In the Old Testament, we were taught to seek a man to get a word. But in the New Testament, you're taught to seek a word from the living word. Get a man. All right. Good to doing your job. We love you, God. Nowhere in the New Testament concept are we taught to seek a man to get a word. Nowhere. It's not there. It's not there. It's become our practice, but it's not the biblical construct for hearing from God. We are taught to seek a man to get a word in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we seek the living word to reach the lost and dying man. Let's stand together this morning. Can you just for a moment appreciate these guys? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, They've never done that before, but I think God has communicated to you this morning.